0: Welcome to Naked on the Couch. I am Bobby Krueger.
1: I am Maya Krueger.
0: And Maya, this is episode seven of our lovely podcast. Wow. And I think, I think it could be better, but it's fine.
1: That sounds like a sentence someone said from some In episode. In fact, it was. I
0: believe it was. Was it Henry who said it to Christina?
1: It was one of them about one of them. the other.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to them in just a moment because, man, that relationship is just flying off the rails. Um, Of course, uh, just a couple of housekeeping notes here off the top. Of course, we are naked on the couch. You can find us on all the fun places you can find podcasts. And we'd love for you, especially on Apple, if you could subscribe, rate, review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Only if it's good. Only if it's good. Yeah, we can't really take the criticism (laughs) in life right now. So if it's good, please leave us a review. Mm -hmm. And of course, follow us on Instagram and Naked on the Couch podcast. So uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, I know I kind of repeat myself every week on this, but um, this is where we break down reality TV's. What We like to say favorite couples and not so favorite couples. Uh, Maya is the resident therapist in house. I am her husband and, well, baby daddy, an armchair therapist. Um, and we are in the middle of breaking down this season of Married at First Sight, something that we've been watching for several seasons now, almost all of the seasons, I guess. Um, and we are in the middle of breaking that down. And, of course, this season is taking place in New Orleans. Uh, the couples have moved into their apartments, been there for, I guess, last week was the first week. Uh, and this is their second episode in there, where we really get to see them living life uh including things like uh having a bit of a get together with uh with friends and
1: we just get Mm -hmm. to see them
0: more of who they
1: are well more of what they're showing us now right yeah so what do you want where do you want to start oh i think there's only one place
0: to start uh, where's that that christina and henry
1: you want to start from christina and henry let's
0: start low and and finish on a high note so christina and henry have been uh, a real trouble spot in this otherwise pretty good season of like, could it work? Most of these relationships are going to work.
1: I'm kind of pissed on their behalf. At this the one is
0: really, really bad, and it, it's it's not going to get better. Um, let's let's sort of just sort of recap here, uh, sort of the overall feel of this show, because this there's a similar scene. Uh, I mean, the feel of this couple. This same scene played out twice. Once at the beginning of the episode. And once at the end of the episode. Which is
1: Christina kind of breaking the fourth wall and talking to the producers and kind of sharing her despair and not being able to carry on a flowing conversation and asking for their help. They
0: just cannot have a conversation. They cannot have a conversation.
1: I want to be fair, though. How would you feel if there were lights and cameras in the house when we just started dating or you were dating someone else? How comfortable would you be? having a flowy conversation
0: yeah no uh, look I think like anything after I mean these people have been in front of cameras now for a few weeks I think you at this point would probably probably be used to it I think having been on camera before in scripted series um, and I used to do some journalism work so I kind of oddly enough have that uh what's the word i like our training I guess is you kind of just learn to tunnel vision. You're in there with the other person, and you just kind of are as normal as you can. I think these couples, you can tell a lot of the conversations are staged. That's sort of reality TV in general. Um, but they, then they get into a flow, and they are having a real conversation. You can kind of get to see who they are. This couple, though, it's just doesn't get off the starting line.
1: For both of them. Well,
0: yeah. For both of them, but I really feel like producers and henry are looking i feel like it is falling on christina to, to to keep it going
1: did you see that that part where christina kind of came back and tried to make nice and say you know i overreacted before and she's i think she's really
0: look do i think she's no she's not perfect in this no one is no but i do think that she's trying her hardest and she's getting frustrated so like anyone in that kind of position she's She's getting angry, and she's vocalizing up frustration. Bobby, they and are having sense.
1: zero fun there's they're no fun there's in their relationship
0: nothing. there's fun would be anything would be or not fun would be something they're not even have they're having no time <laughs> not even a bad time it's no like time.
1: a like a passive aggressive but on on the low kind of dynamic
0: i so again, just sort of recapping a little bit here, it's just because really, we really didn't tell you what happened if you didn't see it. So, you have the two couples. You had Christine and Henry. In the beginning of the episode, um, it just seems like you said the producers are prodding her to be like, ask about this or here's a question about that. Yeah, or, because
1: he's giving her zero. He's giving
0: her zero, and she gets upset. She kind of breaks the fourth wall, says to the producers like, "I don't know what to do here. Mm-hmm. This feels very Help. weird." Yeah. Hell, um, and then the same really thing happens at the end. Um, and he ends up just kind of—he's like, I. She does the same thing. She goes to the cameras and goes, "I don't know what to do here." They're having this conversation that just feels so—it—it it feels so ingenuine.
1: What's the metaphor this time? What's I the know analogy?
0: every I. Oh my god. Um. So again, we always have a metaphor for this couple. I think the first week was.
1: Oh, I have it.
0: Well, just subscribe to people if they don't if they haven't tuned in yet to what the the metaphors are. So usually the metaphors are something to do with like the first week was they were so awkward, it was almost like they were waiting for a cab outside a convention they never met before, <laughs> and they were stuck in an elevator for a few minutes. Last week when Henry was showing Christina his house, it felt like she was his realtor showing him his house. Mm-hmm. Very strange. So what was the metaphor you had this week?
1: So it feels like seeing a childhood friend that you're really excited to see on the street and then you see that you're walking in the same direction but like for f- multiple blocks.
0: <laughs> Just nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah,
1: nothing to talk about.
0: But it's not even... we talk. I feel like we're talking in circles about this couple and I said the same thing last week, I think, which is... No one is even... Uh, Christina tried to say, like, there's nothing happening here. What's going on here? We can't even... There's nothing for us to hang our hat on. So she's in
1: a really interesting position because her only way to make something move is for her to, as she said, make herself the bad guy. And I think her risking that is awesome. I agree. Because someone has to freaking move.
0: Someone has to say, as the aggressor, uh, to (laughs) say, this is working. Nothing we're doing is working.
1: There's something more disturbing than that, that that I'm noticing. Which is? That he's okay with it.
0: He is okay with it. He's okay He's with it. He's resigned this to nothing happening.
1: He doesn't take this marriage seriously. He's like into it as a personal challenge. He mentioned that thing, you know, I don't do eye contact. Dr. Pepper knows. And I'm like, well, how whoa, about whoa, whoa, you whoa. let your wife know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Do they have that conversation, one? And I think we spoke about this either in our first few episodes about Henry specifically or just as each other. I just wish if he had. He's, he, he threw that out there casually as a throwaway. No, I want to hear about that. What yes. is he dealing with? And why can't they bring that up with each other and watch and watch a couple? Either it like hurts the couple or moves through it or something. Yeah. It just feels like we're just stuck in this no man's land. Do you know what I really hate about the way he converses with her? He uses her name.
1: Christina. He uses it
0: all the time. Christina. It's a, it, feels, it feels like a crutch. I know, First of all, I've never been in a relationship, even with just friends or
1: coworkers, anyone I actually know. Mm-hmm. I don't use their names. So I actually have a story about that. Varid, one of my best fre- best friends from third grade, one might say it's been a, a long-term relationship. Um, we always talked about how if you say, honey, at the end of a sentence, you can say anything you want. <laughs> so... No, I just, I think you're really stupid, honey. No, what you do really annoys me. It makes me want to kill you, honey. It just softens everything. So maybe his Christina is a way of like framing it within something that's palatable. Maybe that's his honey.
0: It just, it just makes it, I feel like when you use people's names with people that you're close with or familiar with, it makes it seem so, it almost feels like you're putting up a barrier.
1: I don't know, Bobby. Exactly. Exactly. Bobby.
0: It's weird.
1: Bobby. um,
0: So let's talk a little bit about another part of that, the episode with them this week. So they ended on those bookends, which was a mess. And uh, and, and we'll get maybe to to talk about in a moment where they should go from here. Oh,
1: I know what I want to say about them. Okay, go ahead. Okay, his friend, the same lady that got quite yeah, so, shit-faced. Yes, yeah, so we were going to get wedding. into that. So mm-hmm. they had a party,
0: a housewarming party for all their friends. Mm-hmm. Christina's friends really run the gamut of like, Who are these people? They don't look like they go together. Usually, friends look like they kind of belong in the same group. Different age ranges. Probably from like. like, She's an interesting life. Seems like 25 to 60. They were there Mm -hmm. uh, doing all sorts of different things. She's an interesting life for sure. And yes, Kristen, Henry's friend who was at the wedding, was vocally skeptical about the wedding at the
1: wedding. Yeah, she said it looked desperate.
0: Yeah, and you added. I'm sorry, you wanted to make a point about it.
1: Yeah, so she actually, she sits there and tells Christina about how Henry may be reserved, but he helped her get through a really hard time when, when she lost her sister and he was there for her, and and Christina really wanted to be moved by that. It looked like she was actively trying to have an emotional response to that.
0: Because it's almost like, well, where the hell has that guy been for the last yeah. 10 days? It's like, and oh my he- God,
1: someone's alive in there.
0: And it... And it kind of brings me back to something that happened at the end of the episode with their conversation, which was like, it felt like, you know what it felt like? Um, This probably isn't a good comparison, but I'm going to say it anyway. Maya and I watched Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, um, Mm -hmm. which was fantastic. Amazing. And if you haven't seen it, it's about people who were, of course, on the spectrum looking for love. And one of the scenes, they go to... The autism spectrum. The autism spectrum. And they go on a speed dating... There's several speed dating scenes, I feel like, where there's a group, a local group, and they get together and they, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get them, they give them almost like a list of questions to ask Mm -hmm. the other person. That's what it feels like they're giving Christina to ask him. And it almost is like she asked him or something around, um, name me a childhood memory or something. And And he he said something
1: about his brother.
0: Relationship with his brother, but he didn't elaborate on a memory. He didn't say anything at all really about
1: it. So here's the problem with that. While I do think that he's probably a lovely human being and very kind, when he gives her those nothing answers, it sounds like an F you. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And she's going to take that as a rejection. And we know that she's sensitive to rejection. Sure.
0: And so I guess my point was, is that he has
1: stories. Does he?
0: He, he helped this person through a very tough time in her life. That yeah, seems but nothing like happened. He doesn't
1: talk about things that happened to him. True, true. But He's at least the observer. Live vicariously. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. yeah, he's just, I, I don't know where they go. And I know obviously the relationship. Uh, it's,
1: it's not only that if his demeanor was just dist- Cool, and he just was someone that was laid back. I could buy that, but he seems so anxious while he's laying back that I'm not buying that he's actually happy being the way he is. So I'm wondering, does he want to be pushed? So I think Christina's trying to push him.
0: Yeah, how do you want me to engage with you? Yeah. Um, and I want that, I would love to see that conversation happen. Um, right. It's almost, and then at some point she's like talking to the producers, like he's not there. Because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, like, he's not there. Because he's not there.
0: Um, and I want to say it's it's something, uh, some difficulty that he's challenged with, that revolves around personalities. And I'm not a person. I'm not going to diagnose anyone on this. Certainly, this podcast. not diagnosing anyone. But it does feel like there's something that he's battling through, and he kind of he sort of mentioned it with you know Dr. Pepper, and he has trouble making eye contact. What does that really mean under the surface? Um, it just the thing doesn't is, seem like it's going everyone anywhere
1: Everyone in the series and everyone in life Has something We all exist on the spectrum of Anxiety sure. and, and, and all the things That's why there are diagnoses So we can make markers of where we are on the spectrum right. But we're all on it We've all got shit and we've all got trauma And we all have weird things Okay. The thing is about him Is that There's zero connection between him And his self It's like he called himself and he wasn't available
0: yeah, it's the whole thing is um uncomfortable to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Really uncomfortable to watch and you're and it's not in a, I would say not even in a good way. Yeah. Uh it's uh you just feel awful. For I feel bad for Christina cuz I'm like I think she went into the show really hoping um that she would you know look let's be frank have some sort of Relationship that was similar to the other couples that are are working through this it didn't even have to be perfect. No,
1: they didn't even set her up for success. No,
0: it's not even. They they to, to. I just don't know if Henry was rightfully cast on this show. He didn't seem like he was ready for this show. I'm I not don't, sure
1: really what his motives were.
0: I'm not really what his show his motives were. I don't know what the experts interacted with Henry and thought. Okay, not that he doesn't deserve this. Everyone does. Everyone does. But in this circumstance, in front of cameras, in this heightened environment.
1: I think it's not fair to him and it's not fair to the partner to not be at least able to talk about it. If that's happening and they can be like, so this is what's going on. Okay, here's my thing. Then then there's someone there on the other side to engage with.
0: It doesn't feel like there's anything there. So, I, I mean, look, I don't know where they go from there unless they have these conversations in future episodes. I don't think they will that's my prediction on that. Cause it just feels like they never have these kinds of conversations. I'm going to hold the, the
1: hope candle.
0: Yeah. You can hold the hope. I just, it, it, you know, unfortunately the position of the show is, is that this is definitely the worst relationship on the show right now. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there's a lot of conflict. And because of that, it actually gets quite a bit more airtime that I feel. It just feels that way than some of the other couples that are on this because like, what do you
1: think that is? Do you think we're wanting to see Henry crack? Or are we looking to see Christina melt down?
0: No, I think conflict is, look, people would rather watch conflict than hunky-dory.
1: I'll tell you what I want to see. Go ahead. Look at that face. That was just like, you gave me the face of like, oh, okay. I'm just, it, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. What yeah, were you going to say? Yeah, fine. I don't week. care if you do it. Don't. It's been a day and a okay. week. Okay. So I want to see Christina triumphantly step out of that relationship. Not making a scene.
0: I'd love for her to be a Mindy and say, I'm done with you.
1: Yeah, this is not, there's Which nothing in this get. for me.
0: We rarely get that on this show because a lot of them are contract are contractually obligated and they don't usually back away from things. Last year we had a couple do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually kind of had, well, there were multiple. multiple there sh- it was a crap show. Um, but I think Mindy was the only one who finitely, finally, finally said, no, I'm done. This is done. And they broke up before the relationship, mm-hmm. before the show ended. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of hope that happens here. I think it would be good for Christina to say, no, this isn't for me.
1: In a calm way. I know that she knows how to burn the house down. I want to see her kind of exiting the room peacefully.
0: Oh, no. I kind of want to see her burn the house down. Really? (laughs) No. I want to see her throw a camera. I want to see her punch Henry in the face. No, I don't. But kind of. No. Which is the point of these shows. I
1: want her to really own own her power and get the F out of there.
0: And I hope that that happens. Um, let's go to the complete opposite side of the spectrum Who Who's uh, on the other side I gotta go with Amelia and Bennett Because um, they're just they're, We say this every week We're a broken record They are so much fun to watch um, they, Last week we saw them move into their new apartment And they built a fort That was on their honeymoon No I think it was right the first day they moved into the uh, apartment Really? I believe it
1: was yeah But I have a question Is Answer. it really a housewarming party if you didn't have a mural
0: no, and, that, and that's something that they did at their housewarming party, which is wonderful. Um, they had all of their friends, uh, of course, over, and they were the only couple to uh, think of the idea, I guess, to have a mural. With, that
1: really is like community building. Yeah, with
0: yeah, everyone's involved. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, there's paint, and they had googly eyes, and it was like a, you know, nurse, not nursery school, maybe second grade art project. But it got everybody on the floor. I would
1: totally be into it.
0: I totally was like, we need to do that. Um, Everybody was just having fun with it and getting to know each other. And um, yeah. Uh, So a little bit earlier in the episode with these two, um, we did get some insight into some of their friends away separately. And Mm -hmm. one of the friends that popped up that was an interesting character was uh, Bennett's friend. I didn't get her name. Um, But she seemed oddly skeptical of the whole process of married at first sight and became very, I don't want to say defensive of maybe defensive of Bennett when he, when he expressed that he, no, he would consider moving uh, to where Amelia is going to be a resident, whenever that is. She's very attached to him. She seems very atta- attached to him. They didn't get into their background and relationship. I don't believe they were a couple at any point. Maybe. What do yeah, it'd be
1: interesting. But I, I think she's she, she, she loves him. Much. She loves him and she, she the the idea of having him not geographically close is is painful to her. All right? But like shut up.
0: This <laughs> his ma- wife. Get out of here. Who are you? <laughs> like are you are you are you his are you his lover? Do you want him around? Like what's what's the deal? Hmm. Be supportive, Miss Friend. Um, and Bennett's like, no, this is, I'm thinking about this like the rest of my life. And I was like, yeah, that's the way the friends should be supporting him.
1: Right. So what do you think it is about her? Is it that they live this thespian life?
0: We didn't get a chance to really know if I was just guessing. I, they probably, um, they hooked up before. I think so. 100%. Ah, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't go anywhere. Maybe She's she feeling, still has ling- Lingering feelings. feelings. Yeah. And it's just, that's. Um, and
1: I think she genuinely, lo- they love each other. There's she friends. just holds
0: out hope. Oh, and he's kind of like was uh. like no I think I'm
1: married <laughs> he's like no
0: I've tried that before you're cool to hang out with but I, if I ever date you again I'm gonna you know
1: okay shoot myself. so really is that where you went with it? why not? if you don't want to date someone then you necessarily want to shoot yourself
0: I'm just saying she could be really terrible as a, as a she partner she could also be awesome and he was just like eh not for me yeah
1: yeah let's go with that you don't think that's a possibility?
0: it is a possibility I'm just really tired <laughs> yeah
1: you're just dissing everyone <laughs>
0: I'm in a mood tonight. You're in
1: a mood. So... Listen, Bennett's friend, I'm sure you are a lovely human being, and I'm sure you're great to hang out with.
0: Just support the guy's marriage, and don't try to pull him off uh, a really good time in his life, because you are jealous of that relationship. Just saying.
1: Wow. Okay. I just want to, for the record, I actually don't don't agree with Bobby here, so I'm going to paint him as the bad guy. Mm -hmm.
0: So... They go. They go to the mural. They paint the mural. He's wearing a jack-o'-lantern shirt. He's also
1: serving vegetarian lo mein.
0: Which is funny because all the other couples were serving tacos. tacos. Talk um, about it. I want to f- talk about something that uh, Bennett said. Uh, it, they all kind of separated off during this party, and he's outside having a conversation with. Um, I guess it was a mix of his friends and her friend, her gentleman mm-hmm. friend. Forgot his name. The I don't even, I think with the ponytail th- and the beard. He was kind of British. Or. South African? Something like that. Australian? It's like (laughs) Sinjin. What I really enjoyed about Ben, and I want to get your take on this nugget that he said, and I paraphrased it when I wrote it down, was he's able to throw himself into this relationship just full on right now, whereas opposed to other relationships starting off, uh, I guess, because there wasn't that time crunch and there wasn't that uh, marriage uh, label, I guess, um, that he was able to sort of create a new persona.
1: He taught uh, a curated what version of himself. What did you think himself. about that? I thought, I thought that was amazing that he said that. And I also...
0: Well, talk about how people do that.
1: Like, people in general? Yeah.
0: Like, what did he mean by I can that? I'm going to talk about myself. You, which, do it.
1: Sure. So, when you initially start dating... So, I actually noticed this about myself recently. I think that the beginning of our relationship... You and me? Yeah. Oh. Uh, And I think this is something I like to present to the world is that I'm very worldly and read a lot of politics and I'm very involved and opinionated and heated at times about it. When you're actually the person that watches the news every day, (laughs) Um, I just have the louder opinions. And I don't have loud opinions in this relationship. Not About. about politics. Really? I think I toot a horn that doesn't match. The horn, <laughs> and I noticed that lately. Because in the beginning of our relationship, I would have presented myself as, uh, yeah, I know all the things about politics.
0: Right, and I, I am a true political junkie. Yeah, it's probably to. A I probably like the drama of it. No, I think, I
1: think, but that's a curated version of myself. I think,
0: sh- yeah, okay, I understand what you mean there.
1: You've also, you know, presented things that are different about yourself. Yes, that's
0: true. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think with one of the. I think, yeah, yes, I understand what you mean by that, but talk about what you think Bennett, how does, I wonder how Bennett tried to manifest in relationships differently than he presents
1: now. I think Bennett is a true individual, right? He has his own style of things, he has his own way, his own way of thinking and being in the world, That mm-hmm. he doesn't subscribe to many norms. <laughs> no. And neither does she. Nope. But the fact that he has to show him, show her who he is truly, um, it actually, it frees both of them because they're able to respond to who they truly are. Because the thing w- that happens with people that have a curated version, and th- there's this book about, there's a book called The Drama of the, D- the Gifted Child, and it's a douchey name, but it's a great book. But basically, children that are very, very sensitive and have their two antennas out as opposed to one in, one out, they become versions of what they deem to be acceptable by their parents or caregivers. And then they go through the world with these traits that help them survive and be loved feeling like no one knows them because this is an act. Mm -hmm. So there's this contempt there and I hear that. So I think that for him going through the world, being a unique person and really not subscribing to societal norms has a price. And he is able to really let his guard down with her and be weird. Like, let the weird commence. That's and kind of their versa. motto. Yeah.
0: So, on the way home in the car today, uh, Maya did an impression. Of who? Uh, you did an impression that I really had no idea who it was. And then I asked you who it was, you, who did you say it was? It was Bennett. As you did.
1: Yeah. Are you asking me to perform now like you, a monkey? I'm not asking you anything. I just think that his like giggly thing is like... <laughs> I just think... He, like, he's very giddy. <laughs> um, I love it. So, and it's Amelia's like impression, Amelia, an bliss.
0: Amelia's impression is just all with her mouth when she like... Awesome. Like if you're listening to this he's and you have seen the show... such a cutie pie. And you know what she's doing with her mouth like... <laughs> <laughs> just opening it completely wide. She's
1: just l- looks at the world in wonder. Yeah. They both... Just, like, unabashed gl- bl- bliss. I was going to say glee, and it came out gliss. Which
0: is why they built a fort, and they can have a, a fun, like, children and really connect with each other.
1: Yes. Um, let's
0: move on a little bit here, too. Wait,
1: to one last thing about them. Yeah, go ahead. Her gentleman friend from Australia, um, South Africa, New Zealand, or <laughs> Great Britain. <laughs> um,
0: the penal colonies or the <laughs> He's from ship. Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: He's from Jersey City. <laughs> he he seemed genuinely caring towards Amelia and saying, you know, it almost felt like he would want something like that. There was something so sweet. Not about in a how creepy he, way. No. Like, this could actually work. And they were both getting giddy about and they that. they were both not, like, yeah, I know. This could actually work. This is like, This is a
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you can't really, again, I can't really... This couple seems like a glove, if you will.
1: Puzzle pieces. I think Amelia's mother's. Puzzle said pieces. That. Yeah. There you go. Um, funky, funky, funky colored. Funky. All right. Let's glitter, talk about googly uh, eyes.
0: Let's talk about Karen and Miles. Um, okay. In previous weeks, they've sort of been the couple that is seemingly in a really good spot, moving a little bit slow, slow and steady, whereas some other couples are like running 100 miles an hour They're going a solid, you know, 55, not getting in the fast lane, but just kind of chugging along.
1: Okay, um, wow. Traffic, traffic. You injury. like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um,
0: mm-hmm. One of the things that Miles sort of articulated was, uh, or th- he was asking Karen was about how he likes to be, or how she likes to be communicated with, but also how he likes to be communicated with. Um, he likes, he kind of is explicit in the words of affirmation are important to him.
1: That's, that's awesome that he said that. Yeah. Talk about that. That's so, that's so honest and open. And, that's a hard thing to say, you know, I, I the need it is as a man as well. More so. Yeah. But we have this joke, right? Validation station. Yeah. Um, or all, all day, day all day validation. Yeah. Which,
0: okay. So that came, that comes, that's an inside joke with us. So it's like we all, we, we, as a couple, we love validation. Uh, oh, yeah. so, so when something is validation, we call it validation station. The all day validation comes from a joke where we were in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe a, in Atlanta, in Atlanta. And we got a, uh, a little ticket comes out of the thing and it said all day validation. And I go, this is what I've been looking
1: for all this time. It wasn't me. It was the, the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was mm-hmm. the ticket of all day uh, validation. And I really, yeah, I liked how miles could be completely forward with that. Where do you
1: think that comes from? In miles world. In your world, Bobby. See, I just added a name, honey. Um.
0: Well, Bobby's world. It's a show. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have that in Israel? No. Yeah.
1: We barely have running water. We still ride camels. No, we don't. Continue.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, where does it come from in being getting all day validation? Uh, if If I'm being very uber serious about it, I think. Um, if I'm being political, I think the way in which my family situation. Are
1: uh you putting on sunglasses putting on right sunglasses now? Right like now. to create some aesthetic distance? Is this
0: me? Is this my glasses or your glasses? These are your glasses. Um, my nose got bigger. <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like it came from a place of, frankly, not getting enough validation as a kid, mm-hmm. and so I'm probably seeking that out more now. And my home life growing up was tumultuous in some ways, especially the first thirty-five years, <laughs> and so uh, I feel like I'm I began to try to seek that affirmation in other places. I think that's also probably why I became
1: a performer. Uh, and the like. You sought out like a, a legit stage where you would have to be seen. <laughs> Do you identify then with the whole premise of the, the drama of The Gifted Child?
0: You gave me that book like the first four and a half minutes we started dating. Do you I remember did? That? Yes.
1: What a disgusting movie. <laughs> bo- I want to throw up on Maya three years I ago. I can't that remember That is it. a disgusting, condescending gross move i'm so sorry bobby
0: i'm pretty sure that you did i I that is remember it that is i don't know if i read more than five minutes oh i'm so uh, sorry
1: what a condescending douche i'm so sorry (laughs) yeah because i read that book and i was like oh my god it's like me (laughs) and and i i offer it to a lot of people um so wow i once dated a guy and gave him love's executioner and that didn't last (laughs) i wonder why (laughs) I really need to stop <laughs> giving men books.
0: Why? <laughs> it worked out in this case.
1: Did you, did you read it, though?
0: Uh, if I did, I don't remember it. Okay. So chances are? No. No, probably mm-hmm. didn't. Um, what I also <laughs> liked about Miles is he was very much forward with, I want to know how you're feeling about yourself right now. And I, I didn't know how to take that. If that's, if that's from the other side of the relationship, is that like too, could that be too
1: much? What do you mean, like, checking in with how you're feeling in the moment?
0: I feel like every 10
1: minutes. How are you feeling right now? How are you feeling about yourself? Like, I can appreciate
0: he's he's looking to see her mm-hmm. and take her in, but it's is it like, I don't know, sometimes I just know that about you just from the way you exist in the room, how you're
1: doing. But you know me.
0: Right. Uh, I guess my point is, is that if you hear that, is that something that strikes you as, okay, cool, no problem, or like,
1: huh. If you keep checking in and saying, what are you thinking or how are you doing? Every
0: 95 seconds, <laughs> like you forgot the answer.
1: Um, I would assume that you, I'm either not conveying any emotion <laughs> or I'm being very vague well, or I'm flipping emotions very look, quickly. Karen
0: is pretty, I'm not going to say she doesn't admit, but she's, she's reserved. She's reserved. So I, I think that actually in that case, it actually could play out, you
1: know, just fine. I also think he knows he needs clear communication in order to become... Yeah. Um, one Which of is also I, hard to do as a dude.
0: One of the things I liked about what Miles said, and this is so important in relationships, and we do this all the time, especially these days, as much as we can, anyway, being parents, um, is... Uh, I, I don't remember what Karen does for a living, but it was brought up... She works in healthcare.
1: Yeah, she has a stressful job. She comes home tired. Is she a nurse? I don't think so. I think she's, like... M- more admin-based? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: so... Uh, I guess it's a stressful job in there. I guess sort of long hours. And he just... her One of her friends asked him how he's sort of helping her to manage that. And I just really... En- I just really enjoyed where... He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to take as many things off of her plate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and both want to be givers in this relationship. That's something that you said earlier on um, in this uh, series of podcasts. And I just wanted to get your take on how that's going in terms of both of them wanting to be givers and how that's going to play out.
1: I think that's an interesting dynamic because I know that for me, stepping back a little bit from the role of the, as we called myself an abuse chef or the, uh, (laughs) the ultimate giver um, and to be more of a receiver as well. That was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like a turnoff at times. I had to talk myself into like, what's wrong with you, Maya? This is how it's supposed to be. But I, my own conditioning was I, I, get, I earn my value by giving. And how do I know I'm keeping my keep um, by, I'm earning my keep by if I'm just receiving. It's an interesting thing. It's like in sales they say that.
0: My ear is perked up. <laughs> sales? I'm in sales.
1: In sales, the more the client is invested in, in the seller, the more they're likely to, to buy. It's not that you invest the time in them, it's if, if they took the time in you. Sure. So it's like if someone does more for you, they actually are more into you. See, that, that logic really confused me for a long time, and I guess it still does a little bit. But she's a giver, he's a giver. He seems like... His sister said, "You know, he's a lover. So whoever you put in front of him, this is kind of his unconditional self. Is right. he gives?"
0: And is that gonna is that is he giving because he truly feels a certain way, or is he giving because that's the only thing he knows how to do? That was sort of what I got from what her sister his sister was saying. What do you think? Uh, I think I think she's probably right, um, but I do think that they're actually a really good match. It wouldn't shock me if he was a giver in past relationships where it may not have warranted it. Hmm. Well, every relationship would warrant it, but I think you know what I'm saying. That there might have been a major imbalance, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I once went, um, it was before I moved to the States. I was, I was dating the guy that was to leave me the week after I moved to the States for him. And, um, <laughs> talk about shame, uh, the shame of that one. Right. So you guys engaged? No, he actually dumped me. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. No really hey, but he brought me to the States. Um, <laughs> I got a massage and being in this anxious person in the relationship because I had no chill then, I would tell the massage therapist. Is this all the all who the broke things. your heart story? No, oh. this was in, in Israel. And she said, it almost sounds like you want a nurse more than he wants to breastfeed. That was her like metaphor, and that like insulted me mm-hmm. on a deep level. Meaning, I wanted to give more than he wanted to, to take it. Right, of course. Um, and and that was very true. <laughs> and it was like, but but I'm but I'm why wouldn't you want this? I'm but I'm giving you what I see you need. That you're not saying that you need, but I know that you need. Read the book, *Drama of the Gifted Child*. <laughs> <laughs> here, why don't you want to take the book. You want to take the book. Is it here somewhere? Yes.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at our bookcase. It's a great uh, book. Well, there you go. That's why it was, you, you gifted it to me on week two.
1: I actually think it's
0: right here. No. Uh, I think it's actually... I thought it was right there. Is that it? No. That looks no. like it's it. All right. Anyway, um, that made me laugh. Uh, and those two are going to completely continue on, and, and, and they look like they're doing just fine and growing as they need to.
1: She she likes traditional roles, and I think he does too. But so he's, he's not really traditional, though.
0: In what sense? Because he's more of the... Modern He's a modern feeling man. man,
1: yes. Yeah. So she's gonna have to get over herself here and see the beauty of that. And find other ways to have the tr- traditional in that relationship.
0: Do you know what I see the beauty in What do you see the beauty? I in? see the beauty in Woody and Amani's relationship. That
1: was a segue from Thank the land you of you the you so, so look,
0: I mean uh I always I continue to find it funny when people who knew Woody Three weeks ago, <laughs> we're always like, "Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be in a relationship type of guy. I don't know if this is gonna work because, like, he's a, it's he made they made it seem like he's a playboy, he bringing bringing fun. the ladies to his to his house with his grandmother, his grandma's house. I just imagine. I don't know why I imagine." Like Tyler Perry as his grandmother, maybe because of all those Medea films. Like,
1: perhaps Medea you know is his he's grandmother. He's one of the newest billionaires in Hollywood. Did About you know?
0: According to the Daily Mail, he's building like a twelve hundred acre estate outside of Atlanta him. with like a runway for his jets. Very um, John Travolta. Um, anyway, uh, so I just get a real kick out of every time they cut back to one of Woody's friends. They're like, "Oh no, that we did not see this coming," mm-hmm. um, and Imani. It's like, yeah, I'm totally trusting, and so far, so good.
1: Um, Amani continues to, to really amaze me with her, with her calm demeanor and just peace. Like, her peace is not dependent on anyone else, and I think that's, that's incredible. Uh-huh. Um, they work really well together. There's an understanding. My, my fear is, and I think it's their fear, too, is that it's so it's hot, hot, hot. No, I don't think it's a mirage. but Honeymoon? no, it's going to have to be knocked down at some point to see if this right. thing has legs.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. And what legs
1: does this have? Right.
0: Especially with the pandemic coming.
1: What does that mean?
0: It means. you We're going to be okay. at home stuck with each other. So
1: my I- mind just went to the pandemic has like squid legs or something. It's like, what? so what? it's funny. Like the pandemic is an interesting thing. Right. And, and, uh, I just want to say Bobby is taking on and off his sunglasses throughout this whole podcast, and I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about it, but it adds to, like, it's, like, a character thing, I guess.
0: It's a character thing that I have, like, to play with glasses. Uh, like, even right now, working from home, I have these Felix Gray blue light glasses uh, because my eyes, I was getting such major headaches. Very
1: very, like, geeky dad, but hot geeky dad in them.
0: Thank you. I, they're, they're, I call them, like, 1960s era NASA glasses, like you see in pictures. Like, mm-hmm. those are the kind of glasses I have. But I couldn't. My, my eyes were getting so strained looking at a computer screen in this apartment. He
1: also like the way he looks in the glasses.
0: Anyway, I now use them as a prop when I'm having conversations with customers. Mm-hmm. Which wow. Is, I just I feel like I'm smarter when I'm holding up sunglasses or eyeglasses. Sunglasses, in my Sunglasses, though. I wouldn't wear those in a client meeting. You just get think it idea.
1: maybe it's sunnier. <laughs> no, it won't. I don't know if you're no. smarter.
0: <laughs> um, and I just hit them. I just hit the the microphone with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I appreciated about one of the things that woody said and i want to get your take on it was um he kind of was just like i ne- somewhere like bennett or amelia i guess like i never thought it would be like this when you you sort of think about what you want in a wife and they just kind of show up as
1: in he kind of manifested
0: yeah and what do you think about that because you know if i could draw a picture of a wife even though you think um you always say, like, I'm not your type because you just really want me to tell you that you are. Validation um, station. You just want the validation of it, which I eh, I don't think you need it. Um,
1: I need it. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, how do you think about that in terms of that manifestation? Because if I, you know, you showed up at an interesting time in my life, but if I was to draw a picture of a woman I would be with, it would probably be you, which is good because we have a baby and other things going on.
1: That That is good that, that, <laughs> that I existed in your manifestation uh, yeah. list. Thank you for swiping. <laughs> No problem, <laughs> J-Swipe. Sponsor <laughs> us, please. Um, that's a good idea. <laughs> write a note. So, hmm, I remember you told me that, actually, in the beginning of our relationship after a tumultuous thing that I am, like, what you envisioned for yourself.
0: I mean, it must have been the drama of the gifted child.
1: No, that's just, dis- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you even dated me. that's fucking disgusting. Um,
0: uh I, I need to read that now and go, oh my God, what a terrible... I gave it to
1: a client this week. Oh, okay. And his response was... Woof. It's just the title, you know? I just can't get over the title. <laughs> um, and I, I hear you, man. Um, I remember thinking when you said that, I don't think he knows me or he's projecting something that he wants onto me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and really not believing it.
0: You don't think i believed that when I said it?
1: Yeah. No, i believe it.
0: I still believe it. Despite the fact that you always think that you're not my type, according to some, you know, arbitrary Just thing. based
1: on all the X's from the punch card. I'm <laughs> 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 not his type. That's okay. That's not true. Um, you're stuck with me now, toots. <laughs>
0: Listen, freckles. <laughs>
1: I know your mom said that to me today. She stared at me and she went, you have freckles all over your arms and hands. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I know, okay. So who do you want to try they're, they're love spots. Mm-hmm. Yes, where are we going with this? I
0: just want to know if there's anything else to, in terms of manifestations and what you feel about
1: that. I think putting out what you want is helpful. Not a laundry list of he has to have eyelashes. No, that's... This know, length that's or whatever. But knowing how you want to feel is important. Mm-hmm. I knew that I really wanted to feel loved unconditionally and I wanted to feel secure and I wanted to feel safe. Um,
0: Which you fought me on for a while.
1: Yeah. Because of my own conditioning. No, of, of course. Yeah. And I had to get over myself in that sense. So did you, toots. <laughs> um,
0: I believe the line is...
1: Oh, so this is... <laughs> guys, this is when I knew. This is one of the moments where I was like, yeah, this guy's got to stay <laughs> because that was such a great response that you had where I got insecure and you said, <laughs> so you could have taken it to any direction, been like, what is your problem? And like, uh, and you could have gaslit me and said like, nothing's going on. What are you talking about? But your response was, you better, you better get secure or I'll leave you. <laughs> and you laughed. And I was like, that is hilarious. You better
0: start, I think it was, it was something like you better <laughs> you start, start feeling secure. secure about those relationship, otherwise I'm going to leave you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was amazing.
0: (laughs) And you're like, I got no answer for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move on to our last couple. uh, Olivia and Brett. Kind of, I feel like they are probably the, I enjoy watching them because I feel like it's not all going so well. Mm -hmm. It's not going
1: badly. They're just just working through stuff. I want Brett to take a nice full droplet of CBD.
0: He needs to calm down.
1: Calm his tits.
0: Okay, so let's talk about sort of the background of what's going on with those guys from last episode, and it kind of bled into this episode, and it almost feels like they're they're sort of branded this relationship right now, which is uh, the the I guess the have versus the have-nots. Uh, Olivia has money; she likes to spend it. She also has debt. She also has debt, but we don't really know what that is. It could be student debt, um, that's managed, and you have Brett who. I don't want to say he's cheap, but he he's lives frugal. He... very, very strictly off of money that he is limited in his supply of. Would that be accurate of saying?
1: Yeah, but he said he's building wealth. I have respect for that. Sure. Also because my dad is very much like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a frugality. It's a respect for money. It's a respect for money. But uh, his. I think,
0: I think the issue that I'm having with Brett is that he's, he's assuming that she doesn't.
1: Right, but I love that she said, let's budget.
0: Yeah, she was open to, you know, he is very adamant about living off of a budget, and she feels less so, because if she probably has a lot more money, and if you have a lot more money, you can probably throw it around a little bit more casually. Um, but he offered to help her try to budget, and she seemed to be, like, pretty cool about it.
1: Which I'm she, sure is very esteem-building for him to, to kind of show her the ropes something that he's better at. So to speak.
0: Very true, but it did feel like ah, uh, you know.
1: I liked it. I thought that was a peace offering on her part.
0: It was a peace offering and it was a nice piece of business as they say in terms of like for the show to be like, "Why don't you guys do this?" And they said, "Okay, cool."
1: And I, th- I thought it was
0: actually a really You don't think good it was her idea? No, I think it was the producer's idea.
1: Oh, now they have ideas, but they don't have ideas for uh for Christina and Henry. Great. Thanks producers. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, it just I guess where I'm, where I'm having an issue with those guys is like he went out to dinner with a friend and he said that the money part was a red flag for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it like now it's a red flag? It's like, Do you she's know not, the she's,
1: term. she has
0: debt. We don't know what kind of debt. It, I, I had, I had assumed that it was probably
1: when you're a hammer,
0: nurse practitioner school or something.
1: Everything's a nail. Do you mm-hmm. know that? No, go ahead. When you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Sure. He's looking for the red flags because he's yeah. super guarded. Mm-hmm, even true. if she said, I have the best budget, he'd be like, oh, she, she, uh, I don't know if I, it's like uh, too cheap. I need someone <laughs> that'll, that'll challenge <laughs> me in that sense. Okay,
0: I, I didn't get that from him yet, but I can see where you're going with that. theres I even wrote he's really cheap. <laughs>
1: I think he, he works really hard for his money and it hasn't sure. come easy to him. And nurse practitioners make a lot of money because as he calls her a drug nurse, they can prescribe.
0: They can't. Um, and he, they, you know, he really needs to think through everything that they spend, and he obviously he. What I kind of appreciated was he had a friend who challenged him on that. Mm-hmm. Um. And it just felt like, it was just for me. It felt like a really negative where he sort of dismissed his friend with sarcasm. I was like, well, she would rather do this. I'd rather watch my net worth grow. And it's like, great. Watch your net worth grow. But alone. Alone. In and the dark. I guess some, nobody wants to go to the nice concert down the block, like, ever. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially living in New Orleans, where it's such a rich culture, it's like, are we are never going to do anything? That's what it feels like. He's like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I want to sit at home with the cats but
1: we don't know and what watch his, my his, Schwab account. Schwab? Well, you know. He's more of a chase guy. If well, if he's me. investing, you know what I'm saying. But okay. anyway. I... I think there's something behind that for him. Yes. I don't know what his history is with finances. I don't know what he witnessed growing up. And I don't know what he's been through. True. With his own sense of security and his, uh, and his relationship with money. Yeah. Um, so I tend to believe people do things because they have great reasons to do that. I don't think he's doing it just to be annoying. So
0: later on in the episode, there ha- she's having a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. And she's expressing the same sentiments from her end about i wanted a guy who wants to have these experiences and wants to have fun but it feels like i'm with someone who doesn't want to do any of those things who just wants to save money and not do anything um but then she started to get into things like well i'm trying to plan out in my head he owns a house in the part of town which i don't want to be in it's far away from work didn't sound like the best neighborhood mm-hmm. and she rents so she feels like there's an obligation for her to move and with him. And, mm-hmm.
1: um, That's true. That's a different dynamic when someone owns a property and they're paying for the of mortgage. Of course, of course.
0: But, but my point on that was, is she overthinking that stuff too soon or trying to plan all these things for weeks and weeks from now um, instead of sort of sitting back, seeing where the relationship goes, getting, I think our friend had it smart, getting more data uh, and just trying to not build a plan on day 10. And waiting for day 60.
1: Look, they haven't... I think when she's saying we haven't gone on dates or done anything That's fun... That's a weird thing, too, yeah. I think she's talking about lack of emotional intimacy. I don't think it has to do with actual... I don't think she That's has high yeah. demands.
0: No, I don't, she hasn't seen that. I think she
1: would be happy getting a taco, theme of the show. She could be happy building a fort. Yeah. But he's not giving her that. I don't think no. Amelia and Bennett... Ha- I don't think Bennett has big bucks to go out and no, take her to a lavish he restaurant. has negative bucks. Right Yeah Right
0: Yeah And no I think that they I think that's probably a great point
1: But they have an ability to be like This is what we can do to get This is where we can meet
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah And she also is recognizing That they're both very set in their ways They're very Very regimented people She and Brett It's gonna be hard to To loosen them up there
0: Yeah he does He doesn't He's very tightly wound and He doesn't feel entirely comfortable
1: Mm-hmm and she's also has her own thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know if it will work, but I, I, I do think that I can see why they were paired together for sure. At least I, they're having conversations.
1: No, I do. I do. I do. I'm hopeful for them. I am. I think that they can grow in love. And I think that the more he lets his guard down, the more satisfied she's going to be even if they don't go on on lavish dates.
0: I still get the vibe from him that when he speaks sometimes, I'm like, I don't know if you really want to be in any relationship. He seems, in some ways, not compromising.
1: My gut is that he got burnt financially from that lady that also cheated on him.
0: Like she took him for a run?
1: Like he was invested, not just emotionally, in that relationship. Because... I see his desire to be with someone and I see that he really wants that in intellectually. He wants that, but it's like his body is all rigid. Yeah. He's really scared. Um, I would just get curious. You know, I notice that you freeze up when we do this. What's that about? It's also, you don't want to be judged all the time. If you're someone that, that works really hard for your money and sure. you do have money and, and you come home with a, a dress you don't want to, like, did you just buy that?
0: Yeah, did you budget that out? It feels did you check like with policing. Me? It feels like that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think Woody was accurate when he was like, dude, she has her money with you. You need to learn to be okay with that. Do you think that's a part of the conversation as well, that he's not comfortable making that less money than she, she is?
1: I, yes. Not from, like, an, an egotistical, like, male macho thing. But I think he doesn't feel comfortable that he can't give her the things she stated very bluntly that she wants.
0: Right. Okay. So it comes from uh sort of this, I don't want to say masculine drive to be able to, to deliver as a provider.
1: Right. Think if, if, if I kept telling you, um, I just always wanted a husband who had curly red hair and I could touch his curly red hair and you don't have curly red hair. You are a, a luscious brunette.
0: Well, thank you so much.
1: But, that's something that you can't give me. No. And I'm talking about how I always wanted that. That's not a really good example, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to go. I thought you were going to go a different direction there. With where? Like Robert and Annie from uh, <laughs> from 90 Day Fiance. What about them? When she kept asking for stuff. <laughs> he was the like, water like, buffalo? No, no, no. Robert and Annie from last season where she's from the Dominican Republic. He's from Colorado. Oh, yeah. And uh, he keeps like, he, I guess he kind of pretended or gave off to this ability that he had cash and he has no money. So every, she wants like a, a two bedroom apartment. He can't do that. She wants to go shopping. He takes her, but with they both store.
1: softened into it and they're happy and they have a baby.
0: Yes. This is like his 97th child. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, look, I, I think they are both set in their ways. I can see why they were paired. I hope that it works out. I hope they can figure out the financial thing. I think Woody is absolutely right. He needs to learn how to be okay with that or, or just compromise a little bit and, frankly, just enjoy it. <laughs> Ride those coattails. Um, but
1: she could also have a view if someone is not working to make more income right. that they're not ambitious or something. And she could tie that to traditional roles as well. Right.
0: And, and part of me was like, is there a way to use her finances to – look, there's a lot of research out there that, that you know people are better off financially when they're in a relationship, right? because you have the buying power of two, and you're mm-hmm. combining all that kind of stuff, especially nowadays. Um, and so a lot of this, for me, I think comes down to what you said before is about, uh, and sometimes I often will say this about some a couple if things aren't going well. It's like, he's just not that into you, or you're not that into him. The relationship isn't at a place where they would be like, okay, we'll figure this out.
1: I don't think there's a him and a her at this point. They don't even know who each other is.
0: Well, the other couples are... Him and her. These, this one is not. They're
1: very guarded still. You're right.
0: They're very guarded. And I feel like the money stuff will figure itself out if the other stuff was there. Or at least it would be able to be a little bit more comfortable to work through. But I don't feel like they're, they're as comfortable with each other yet. So it's just not, it's not getting off the ground in terms of... So here's the image lo- that
1: just came to it mind. It just feels like a logistics
0: problem, but it's not. It's a lot deeper than that.
1: I just had this image of them in like grade school and they're both like class president of their classes and they have to do a project together and they both have I don't even know why but they seem like so perfectionist in their own ways um, that coming together with someone else who's naturally going to bring different abilities and different disabilities uh, is really difficult. Yeah. What they do have in common is Meow. Meow.
0: On that note uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to our podcast this week again please if you can subscribe rate and review find us at naked on the couch podcast on instagram uh and we will see you next week bye